Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres begin a three-game set at Petco against the Cardinals, and our host Mike Janella is excited that he's got at least one thing over his co-host. Uh, center's socks are weak. Hardly social hour worthy. As for Bill, he might not have sock game, but he has been covering the Padres for a long time. Since 1884. A long time, so right? That, so that's like a hundred years. <laughs> that's like a hundred years, something like that. Yeah. And as for our final host, Mike Grace, he's doing his best to keep up with the socks and the history by bringing what he brings best, bringing his hot sauciest takes to the Padres Social Hour. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padres Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Mike Grace. Or our new nicknames, maybe Sockless Bill, Hot Sauce Mike. You look like a moldy banana with the whoa with the with the yellow coming in hot, Bill. Bruised, yellow bruised, bruised. What you call it? Moldy, bruised banana. Here inside the AMR studio, it's Padres Social Hour. I figured that because the Padres were wearing their brown and yellows tonight, I was going to go brown pants with my yellow socks and tie. And my white shirt was too dirty from the last time I wore it, so I went black as my, my other, my accent color. But I guess I look like bad produce is the review. Absolutely. Although Absolutely. I'm taking fashion tips from Tweedledee and Dumb here, wearing right. the exact same exactly outfit. Exactly right. It's like he ignored the memo this morning. It's, it's like <laughs> very rude. It's like Benjamin Button unfolding Whoa. on this couch. <laughs> The but two it, of these guys. But in reverse. In, yeah. yeah, look at those. Sat next to yeah. each other. This is somebody with those socks. Look at that. Yeah, viewer discretion advised with the bright Argyle, socks. Bill. Argyle's okay, You're, right? Yeah, Gracie's I mean, socks are nice today. Argyle, that's old school. I like that. It's good luck. Red, white, and blue, too? Or? This guy. It's nice. Nothing. Nothing from Bill. Stonewall Bill on the socks. Uh, welcome to Padres Social Hour. It is the Cardinals in town tonight. It's a 741st pitch as the Padres uh, send Andrew Casher to the hill tonight against Adam Wainwright. To join our conversation, hashtag PadresSH. Decide who wore it better. Maybe this gingham plaid look between Mike and Bill. Let us know. And also jump in on the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Well, last night's game, I mean, I can recap it in about 10 seconds. Uh, it was one inning from hell and a mirror image from the night before. What the Padres did to the Pirates, the Pirates did to them, and that's pretty much right. that's all that happened. Skip that game. Yeah, skip that game. Although, I do want to ask you, because I think we've talked about this before, 11-1 to 1 loss for the Padres, but James Shields still gets a quality start out of that. Well, yeah. it fell, I mean, it really fell apart after he was gone. I mean, immediately after he was gone. But I thought Shields was okay last night. I didn't think he was great. I thought he was, he was workable. But that's still not the shields I want to see. Not at all. Is that is the shield you want to see? I, I think he might be gone. No, I saw him there. I saw it last year at times, and I've seen I, I, I've seen a couple moments of it. He just hasn't got on that role yet, and I, well, that's what I I'm hope saying. it's is, not gone. Is the fact that, you know, do you only get this in spurts now? Because I feel like maybe you only get that eight innings, one run, once every five or six now instead of multiple starts oh, in a I, row. Oh, I don't I think you're going to get the gone. eight innings, one run, but I think you can get six or seven and one or two, and that's what you need to get from your starter. I was reading today, he's, I mean, he's 35, a little older than I think a lot of people expect. Right. Yeah, and a ton of innings. I mean, I think he's pitched more innings than anybody right. since, like, 2007. So, I mean, at this point, we've seen what the offense can do. So, if you're just going to get that quality start from him, when – the Padres have a lead. The bullpen's pretty 
been pretty good. I mean, last night, opening day, you're going to have these crazy bullpen numbers because two guys gave up a ton of runs, and it's really going to affect your season numbers for the bullpen. But I'm okay with what he's given this team right now. I mean, I think he thinks there's a little more in there. You, you can see there was a lot of anger on his part, maybe, you know, with the pass ball uh, that scored the run there. I mean, Harrison is really fast. I don't know if it, it seemed like James broke for the, for the plate to cover in time, but he didn't get there in time. Uh, he was really upset, and I think he still knows what he he thinks he knows what he can do, and you know he he expects more of himself. So you know I think we should uh, hold him to that standard as well. Yeah, I mean it's always the athlete themselves that always is the last one right. to know almost when they can't do what they used to do. But yeah, it's it spurts, but you do wonder if he still has that seven or eight start stretch in a row where he can maybe be the dominant James Shields that he was at times last year and, and before. We'll see, and before, of course. Um, I was, talk, I was actually talking to Jesse Agler about this after the game yesterday as we were walking out of the stadium. Pirates win the last game, but the Padres still win the series. Right. And he was saying now it would have been – we were debating basically if you're going to win a series, what's the one game you would prefer to lose? Would you rather give up the first one and win the second two in a three-game series, drop the middle game, lose the last one? Do you guys have any idea on if – you, if you had to lose a game in a series but still win the series – well, Does if you had to lose one game, you want to lose the third one because that means you've won the first two and have a chance to sweep. I mean, I don't see the... Right, but the, the sweep doesn't exist anymore if you know you're going to lose one. I, I prefer losing that middle one. No. Nah. Because you get that momentum out of the series. Last night, if they won, they can carry that over as you opposed know, to... <clears throat> momentum in baseball is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. I disagree. I, then, I, then you're wrong. Because, look, I mean, we talked about right? what – Yeah, feel free to jump in here. Because look at what happened in Colorado the next day. The starting pitching was the same, but the offense was there. I think once you get some rolls going, the way they did at the beginning of this series too, I the, think it can, it can change no, no, a little no. bit. The momentum in baseball is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. If you get a good start from that starting pitcher the next day, like the Padres just finished this run where they had five good starts from five different starters – you get a good start from the next day starter, you're good. But the momentum really starts with the starting so you're pitcher. You're telling me for the Pirates that it's, it's not better for them to have gone to the next town with a win in their back pocket from last night as opposed to if they had lost or won game one but lost the next two or some other combination. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely better for the Pirates. Uh, I, I, for me, I, I think I agree with Bill on this one just because it changes the way that they play. You win the first one. It relieves a little pressure. You lead the second one. You can play that third game free and easy because you know, really you go in with the goal of winning series, I would think. And then they can loosen up a little bit. But I also see what you're saying. I mean, the, the middle game, it, it changes the dynamic a little bit. I mean, you just definitely don't want to lose the first game. I, don't, I can't imagine anybody saying you want to lose the yeah, first game. Yeah, I think right? that's out of the question. No, 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 no. He agreed with me. Yeah, you guys are wearing the same shirt you're and the same wrong. pants. It's like it was in the memo this morning. Sorry. Yeah, you're wrong. Right. you're wrong. You're no, wrong. I think, I, mean, I think a win yesterday as opposed to the loss yesterday, you get this new opponent in town you have a little brighter outlook I would think I don't I don't believe in momentum personally I I, I you know my, this is my sabermetric side I don't think momentum exists really in, in most not in any baseball sport. it's funny but you still hear athletes in every sport still utilize no, they, still quote that as a thing they absolutely do the momentum change the momentum shift right. well I think it does an awful lot in football I don't think so in baseball where it's so many one-on-one matches that go into this this overall team game, I think momentum in baseball is a little bit overblown. I really do. It, it, it's one of those chicken or the egg things, which we had many of those discussions last year. Uh, if momentum is carrying you, then momentum suddenly changes, 
then how was their momentum? Right. I mean, it's just it's getting it's some Newtonian physics. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll need Neil Tyson DeGrasse to, to figure this out for us. But I mean, most stats say that there's no such real thing as momentum. I remember '99 when the Padres won 14 straight. Uh, that was the year they won 14 straight. And that was not a good ball club, but they won 14 straight, and everybody was talking after the 13th, 14th. Wow, the momentum is building. The momentum is building. They went out. The pitcher they faced the next game allowed two hits, and they lost, and the streak was over. That's where I, I, I based my whole thing on the baseball theory of your momentum is only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. Didn't they win 14 straight to get back to 500? Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. there's always a chance. It kind of tells you exactly. Always right. a chance. I mean, the, the, now look, the, up, the opposite of that is what the Rockies did uh, in 2008. I mean, what, they won 21 of the last 22, right. carried it all the way through the World Series, and then they had a big layoff before the World Series. So you could kind of say maybe there was something there with momentum because they lost it. They had a big layoff uh, before the World Series. And, I mean, that team, that, what they did that year was Right, they were on a remarkable. roll. That's the definition of momentum. I know, I like to contradict if, myself. If you think, yeah. I d I've done it recently. You must have been a debate recently. team captain in high school. All right, here's another one for you. And this was one that Blooper and I had yesterday. Oh, wow. So we actually, yeah. Uh, he was able, this, to, yeah, he was able right. to hold conversation. For this is sort of like a Harvard-Yale debate right here. Yeah, very much so. Um, no, so we, we gave away tickets to the perch seats out in the San Diego beach a couple days ago. And so Blooper and I went out, as promised, and met the winners. And we went out there, and Blooper brought his glove. And I tweeted a photo of it out. So we're out there in right center field. And he was just ready to catch a home run right there with the glove. I did not catch a home he run. He did not catch a home run. There was close. There was a one-line drive that one hopped the yes. wall right in front of us. We both got on TV, if you looked and squinted. So what we were talking about was bringing a glove to a game as an adult man and if it's appropriate. No. At, at, never. Never. Under no circumstance. Nope. Because Blooper, you said that under certain circumstances, yes. Under others, no. Yeah, I think it depends center. where you're sitting. If I'm front row over the dugout, yeah, I'm bringing my mitt. Just in case. Staying front row in fair territory, yeah. Upper deck, absolutely not. That's what your face is for. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, no glove. No glove. No At all. Glove. Uh, Never. Yeah, I had no. a really nice catch last year in the press box, bare hands. So it, it can be done. You're so cool. See, well, I, I tend to side with you guys. No glove anywhere. Right. But you see some of these line drives that come down like third road on the right field line. Oh, yeah. If you're with your kid and you want to protect your kid, that's like the one excuse. Maybe maybe a date, Mike. something like that. Mike if anything, him. you were wow. the kid in that scenario. Come right. on. Wow. Jeez. All right, so you guys are no team glove. no glove no, no at glove. all. No yeah, glove. I tend to agree with you. Uh, you don't realize, though, how fast even a home run comes at you. You figure if you're in the outfield seats and the bleachers, oh, plenty of time, the, the speed will die down, the velocity. Those balls come whistling. And just because Blooper has a glove on does not mean he's going to catch the ball. That was, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what were the odds that he actually pocketed right. that thing? I think he had it more for self-defense than anything else. He just swats at things. Right. Now that we have Blooper can this year, he has to keep you know, the face that he has, at least in some kind of televisable shape. Don't I, ever I, shave. I would have caught the ball. Well, yeah. He guarantees it. I would have. Um, all right. Uh, before we head to break, we want to take a look at the uh, AMR injury report because there have been a couple more uh, things coming through. Uh, Tyson Ross, who happy birthday, by the way, Tyson, today. Not where he wants to spend it, on the DL. Uh, but the news came through late in the game last night. It's uh, non-surgical, they say for now. But with that right shoulder inflammation, still a couple weeks to go until he comes back. I'm starting to get a little bit worried, though. They keep pushing back this timetable with no real answers yet. Well, this went from when it first happened, it was precautionary that we were going to put him on the DL. 
and now they're talking about well we if it's not better in two weeks we can push them back there is there is something more here than just your normal inflammation but it happens to pitchers it happens to an awful lot of pitchers it, it's definitely scary i mean right you don't ever want to see shut down he's been shut down a couple times i think that's always a a scary thing so i uh, hope for the best i mean i think it being non-surgical you always want to avoid surgery whenever you can uh, i just hope they make the right decision for him and, and for his career and for chris the team. ello on the show here when they first put him on said of course they're going to say it's precautionary what right. else are you going to say and now we're seeing that maybe it's more than that well and or plus, it definitely is more than that a couple days ago he went out and he threw for five minutes and he kept moving backwards which is the normal progression and he got to some point, and he shut it down, which means he felt something. Yeah. So it's still there. And it's the pitcher knows his right, body better right. than anybody else. Uh, Corey Spangenberg, it's a mild strain of that quad. They expect him maybe to not miss too much time, more than the 15-day DL. And then also with uh, Robbie Erlin hitting the DL yesterday, now we know who's starting in his place on Saturday. It's uh, Cesar Vargas, right. who's coming up from AA San Antonio. Uh, also moving up today, Jose Perella. He right. got called up uh, to the big league roster as well. Very interesting to me that one of the things Andy, Andy said, Andy Green said in his pregame thing, is they need a, they need a right-handed bat to get uh, to turn around a fastball in a, in a pinch hitting situation. Uh, that was sort of Jabari Blash's role. That's a little trouble for Jabari. Right. And if that, I'm him, I'm <clears throat> right. that wondering what that means. They've brought somebody else up to do that. Jabari has not, uh, I think he's one, well, he's, one for 10 or 11, whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was his role, and now it doesn't seem to be his role for the moment. I, I don't know if it is ever going to be his role. I mean, maybe it will be down the road, but I don't even think it was necessarily supposed to be his role on this team. I think this is a guy that you want to get into your organization. Uh, you're going to see how this team goes. If this team doesn't go, Jabari Blash is going to start playing a lot more every day, and then you're going to see what kind of a ball right. player he is. Well, I mean, there's, there's this huge, you know, you've seen it out there with the – ether or whatever you call it the interweb or the internet it's not the ether right though. well anyway <laughs> but there's this but there's this monster there's this jabari blash you know unleashed jabari blash movement and i gotta the tell blash you, wagon i believe is right. what it's called well i'm just not sold i am not sold. the number the production just hasn't been there good guy great guy but there there are there's a reason why he wasn't protected and i don't think he's this ball player that people seem to think he might be. I don't think you know. No, but... Well, you, you don't know he, until he's he never been a, he's playing never been, time. He's never been a part-time player. Yeah, and there's no time to give him because John Jay, Melvin Upton, Matt Kemp are all playing right. exactly. so well. But you do have his minor league stats and what he did this spring. And there's an awful... There's a big K uh, component to his game, which... You and know, which usually does not translate well at all no, to this level. especially to a guy with a long swing. Yeah, so uh, a lot of this roster has been put in disarray because of the injuries, and now we're seeing that continue here. Uh, that injury report brought to us by American Medical Response, who we have some of our guests from there in the studio, right? Make some noise, guys. All right. I might need that ambulance. Yeah, somebody stay close because right. Bill is going to get really heated with some of these uh, arguments today with Gracie. Uh, American Medical Response, the emergency medical response team for Petco Park. want to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. We're going to come back and continue a debate from yesterday's show that raged on overnight and into today. You're not going to want to miss it. We're back after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. 
Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio, getting you set for game one of the Pirates and Cardinals series. Beer fest happening right now, party in the park. Everyone enjoying that Friday afternoon into evening before some baseball. Uh, I want to make a controversial statement here. I've been holding oh this in since I moved here. Beer fest reminded me. Everyone's saying, moving to San Diego, welcome to San Diego. Hope you like IPAs. And I said, ah, you know, I enjoy them. I'll drink one or two. I don't like IPAs. I'm putting it out there. Okay. I hope I can still live here. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to. Okay. Because I know you guys don't get much into the, the no. dark arts of, of drinking. No, I, I, I. But I've been told that was kind of a requirement for being around here, and I just. Everybody tells me beer is an acquired taste, and in all my years, I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, not much of a drinker in general, but I do love that it is a part of San Diego's identity. Yeah, I'm beer, totally cool with that. I'm just, I won't be the one drinking them. That's I think all. there's like a million other beers that you can enjoy. You there to, are right? a I large mean, variety. I mean, yeah. and they're all brewed here, so it's beautiful. So, all right. So I'm glad that you guys have my back on that at least, as opposed to some other stuff. We got people coming in on Twitter using hashtag PadresSH. Uh, why is Bill throwing shade at everyone tonight? Ghost of Ray Kroc wants to know. It's my like, game. That's all you do? You're shade-throwing, right. shade Bill? Right. Uh, we also have uh, James Clark from East Village Times tweeted in, thanks to your outfits, this full screen says the only thing that Mike and Bill are missing is their Bubba Gump hat and their running shoes. I, nice uh, Forrest Gump look. It's, well almost, played, it's almost identical. That's awesome. Great job. That's wow. awesome. Uh, we also have Friar Gal who tweeted in saying she always prefers to sit near a grown man with a glove at the game. She appreciates the protection. So hey, some okay. people like Thank having right. a glove there. I'm just a grown don't, man. Yeah, just don't be next to Blooper at a game because that protection will Prove it. vanish in no time. All right. Uh, we are going to get into this debate one more time. We're going to end it here. It was yesterday. Uh, so Mark Grant, Mudcat, sent out a tweet, tweeting an article from the Wall Street Journal last year. He's just stirring up drama for no particular reason about this whole batting around thing and whether batting around means sending nine guys to the plate or ten. We talked about it on the show yesterday, and then everyone on Twitter was talking about it last night. And then Mudcat again tweeted out earlier today, just to keep it going, to all the peeps who think one through nine is batting around, is around the clock 12 to 12 or 12 to 11? The defense rests, your honor. Case closed. Bill, Mike, I know you guys have talked about this in the past, but I'm new here, so you tell me on what side of this civil war do you stand? Well, one, I could care less, absolutely. We've also gotten that backlash right. from Twitter. Stop talking about this. Right. No one cares. Exactly. But enough people no, care that right. it's worth discussing. But, okay, to me, it's a mathematical equation. And oh, if my. you And if you wrap up the mathematical equation with the circle, nine, that's it. Batting around is nine. Mark Grant's wrong. But then again, he's Bill, wrong. I'm on I'm on team nine too. I didn't expect right. we'd be the same. He's all but Mudcat's wrong on almost everything that he does, so he just has the wow. platform right. on Twitter to right. just shout louder wow. from the rooftops. I am team, You're team 10. 10? I'm, I'm with Agler. Uh, and this is like his he's gonna die on the vine with this one. I mean every He put a poll out last night during the game. We he's talked about it last yeah. year. Oh, he he just won't let this one die. It's ten. It's gotta be ten. I it think has of it, nothing to do with time. I, don't I think know what of it like a analogy. Like a trivial pursuit game. You have to fill the pie with the little pieces. Once you fill it, like you fill all nine spots in a batting order, you've done it. Right. If you have that tenth batter or that extra pie piece, there's right. no room for it. It doesn't fit. That's the way I see it. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. Under, I don't understand these analogies and what they have to do with the batting order. Also, that's the funny yeah. thing with, with any kind of argument. You always pick whatever analogy works yeah, best exactly. in your mind. And to me, that's what exactly. makes the most sense is right. that trivial pursuit kind of thing. And I'll just hang the, with the mathematics. The once, you, once you complete the cycle, the, the circle, the equation's done. 
Uh, everyone, I mean, Padres Twitter has been split down the wow. middle. Uh, so we'd say let us know, but Let's uh, we drop saw it. this. Yeah, you, so you say we're done. Wow. Right. Team, team nine wins in a, in a knockout. Right. I'm a yeah, nervous. says Bill. All right, Scoot well, to this side of the couch. All right. Let's try something else now that you might talk about. This is a new one after yesterday's games around the big leagues. Uh, Jake Arrieta, another no-hitter. Ho-hum, uh, his second in as many years. Uh, Johnny Vandermeer, the only other pitcher, and he threw his no-hitters back-to-back, to not suffer a loss between no-hitters, which Arietta did. So, is he the best pitcher in baseball now? Arietta right now? Yeah. Yes. Abs- uh, I think so. So you think he's past Kershaw, you think he's past Bumgarner, past Chris Sale, past everybody? In terms of what he has and what he can bring to a game, Jake Arietta right now is some, uh, somebody I really love watching pitch. And by the way, the Vandermeer back-to-back no-hitters way back when have a little bit of a have a little bit of an asterisk to them. So, being well, one was the first night game ever played at Ebbets Field in in Brooklyn, and the other one was also in a night game at Crosley Field in Cincinnati, and the lights weren't that great way back then. You can only play where they tell you to play. I know, I know exactly. But at the same time, that yeah, I'm. Listen, could I'm could a you huge see the Reds players fan. out there okay? <laughs> yeah, I can see them. <laughs> Were your binoculars right. affected by But the, uh, I'm a huge Reds fan, and every time that somebody mentions the back-to-back no-hitters, I think that you really have to put it in perspective of this is right when night baseball started. All right, so let me ask you this then, uh, to both of you. Yeah. If you needed a pitcher to just win you one game, if your life depended on it. Right and I've now? Ha- and I've had this Twitter poll up uh, today. Life on the line, if the game was – well, not tonight, because Arietta. Everyone on full rest. Active, active, active pitcher. pitcher right now. Life on the line. To which starting pitcher in the game today do you hand over the ball? Go first. Madison Bumgarner. Ooh, that's what I would have said. That's yeah? great. No, I, bunk team Bumgarner. Because I just like the way he approaches every game, and even when he doesn't have the greatest stuff. He is extremely competitive. Just what he did in the right. World Series. Right. I right. mean, that was. You keep running him I, out there and running. Him I didn't out even there. know that was really possible. In this day and age. I mean, if you'd have told me that happened 30 years ago, absolutely. Bob Gibson, some guy like that. But a guy like that now, I mean, that was incredible. He's a gamer. I mean, overall, I think Clayton Kershaw is probably still the best pitcher in the league. But we've seen in the postseason what he can do. But if you want me to have one guy, one game, and then you also get Bumgarner in the lineup, which is Right, he helps you out. Yeah, if you're playing National League rules. Uh, It comes down – like Bumgarner, I like, but he—I mean, every once in a while he has that one clunker, and you really can't take the chance. Uh, I think—I don't know. I probably still go. You're gonna Bumgarner. be wrong. Okay, yeah. you're gonna go. With uh, I mean, I wanted to say. So on my Twitter poll, I gave a couple of options. They only let you put four names in there, so I put Arietta, Kershaw, Bumgarner, and then I put a, a potpourri: Max Scherzer, Chris Sale, King Felix, and uh, Noah Syndergaard, because Blooper mentioned him before the show as someone who's getting into that upper echelon. I think that big game like Field, maybe Felix Hernandez, even though he doesn't always have those numbers, I think he has that same mentality. I'm going to go out there, pitch nine innings. But I, I think, think that's the only other person I think with Bumgarner, mentality-wise, I would put in that spot. I think with what we saw in the World Series last year and the playoffs and what we've uh, – not last year, but uh, – and what we have seen with Bumgarner and how he approaches every game, that right now I think he's – at a different level than anybody else. It's just really hard because you talk about a guy like King Felix. We don't really know. Like, what games has he, he ever just done. had to go? Like, right. what, ga- what has ever been on the line for that guy? I mean, he's amazing. But, I mean, has he ever even pitched in the playoffs? I mean, it, it, it's 
It's probably not a great question to ask on. Well, same thing with Arietta because last year was his right. first playoffs time, right. and he had that great first game in the in the and, playout. And, and, but then and the other two, he didn't. He's just not quite as proven to me. I mean, he is unbelievable right now, and maybe he is the best pitcher in baseball right now. But I'm still not picking him as that one guy. Yeah, and well, I mean, it might be this year that we see Felix in the playoffs for the first time, and we yep. saw Arietta last year for the first time, and it's uh, yeah, I mean, proving it is one thing, but. Yeah, uh, so right now the Twitter results are uh, 25% for Arietta, 31 for Bumgarner, 8 for the field, and 36% for Kershaw, who's in the lead right now. So they're all wrong, too. Right. I mean, <laughs> I Kershaw's mean, track record in the playoffs. At some point, that's bit, like not a, an right. anomaly. Right. The I small mean, sample it, size only lasts for so long. Right. Even I know that, <laughs> as everyone on Twitter has reminded me over the last couple of weeks. Um, all right, awesome. So you guys are all team Bumgarner. Bloomberg, Bloomberg who's your pick? If you if your life if we needed you back on the show tomorrow and it was tonight, I was gonna go Bumgarner. Yeah. Just because of the world uh, the playoffs two years ago. You know what I like too, and all the official pictures that these guys take for the yearbooks and for baseball cards and stuff. All these pictures we looked up, all giant smiles on their faces. Bumgarner, just right. hard style. He's get me out of this photo right. shoot. I gotta go pitch some baseball. Real quick though, I am not a fan of him and his baseball police and how he gets so angry at people celebrating. He's way too much on that end for me. I, I'm not a fan of that person. He's an old soul. He's yeah. Bob Gibson. He's, he's reincarnated. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that seems to be the pick. I mean, Bob Gibson used to refuse to talk to, you know, like meet and greet and right, nothing. shake hands. Enemies. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know who you would pick by voting in that poll. It's uh, at my handle, Mike Janella. Also, hashtag PadresSH. If you have any other write-ins that you'd like, we got a lot of Drew Pomeranz people <laughs> coming in. Last couple of games, he's been making a case. Um, what's cuter than Padres holding puppies? You can snag your own 2016 Padres and Puppies pet calendar presented by Petco at the Sunday game against the Cardinals this weekend at 1.40. All fans in attendance will receive a calendar. Get your tickets at Padres.com. We're back with more Padres Social Hour. Oh, look at all those people enjoying those ugh, IPAs. We're back with more Social Hour after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour with Mike Grace and Bill Center. I'm Mike Janella here, getting you set for a pirate. No, pirate out of town. I'm so uh, still wearing my, my yellow here in, in the black. It's the Cardinals who are in town. Some NL Central action here. Uh, fun fact, the Cardinals have a winning record. They are only a half a game closer to their division leader than the Padres are to theirs. Cubs in the Central. Right, Cubs on are. On fire. Uh, we asked before the break, is anything cuter than Padres holding puppies? Uh, Mickey Koch tweeting in, Mike Grace might be cuter than that, than holding puppies. I, wow. What do you say to that? I'm incredibly flattered. Mickey, I'll, I'll buy you an IPA out of Beer Fest if you're here, buddy. Thanks, man. I will be nowhere Good near the IPAs. Uh, also, Friar Gal tweeting in saying that she doesn't like IPAs either, and she's been in a San Diegan for forever. So I've got people supporting me. They're I very guess. bitter, yeah. right? I mean, right. that's the thing. Like, they're very the, bitter. The people? The San Diegans? Or uh, the IPAs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. uh, yeah it's, just like, it's too much for me. It's, and they're, they're heavy. It's just it's a lot going on, so I'm just not. It's just not for me. Um, all right, we talked about some of the uh, roster moves a little bit earlier. Uh, Jose Perella is now up. Uh, Leonel Campos headed back after that game yesterday uh, with a 135 ERA in tow. Oof. Um, another move. A lot of people even during the game last night, and you alluded to it briefly during we our chat with, about James Shields, the past balls, the wild pitches. 
A lot of people are starting to groundswell for Austin Hedges now to come up because more stolen bases, especially after what Josh Harrison did on the base pads last night. And then after the game, Christian Bethencourt and James Shields both admitting we just weren't on the same page. Right. We don't have that unique, uh, that chemistry yet, that pitcher-catcher bond. Uh, I mean, teams, they're, they're running wild on the Padres so far this year. Not something we saw in spring training. They were actually great on the base pads, defensively the Padres. We've brought up Austin Hedges a couple times, but people keep asking about it. Is it the right move, keeping him down in AAA still? Well, I think right now that get his confidence up on his, on his hitting. He's hitting 330. He's doing well down there. There is no question in my mind that if you bring Austin Hedges up that he is going to be your best defensive catcher, your best handler of pitchers. I, I really think that if you bring him up, He's got to be your catcher every day now for him to develop. If he's not going to be up, he's going to do better being in, in AAA one more year. I think they've got to move somebody. I think that that eventually you can't keep up with this Norris and Hedges thing. One of them has to be the dominant catcher. The other one has to go. And that's what I think people who are calling for Hedges at right. least is they don't understand is that you can bring him up, but he has to be the guy. And right. if there's no good offer for Norris out there, then or any either of them, you're not going to make a trade just to make a trade. Absolutely. And, I mean, look, Austin Hedges hasn't haven't had a proven track record of long-term success with the bat. Let him, let him have a slump in AAA and see what happens. I mean, uh, we loved what we saw in spring training. Things looked great. Uh, he's, he's hitting the ball well now. Let him keep progressing. Let him go through what happens in the course of a season and then see. I mean, the biggest thing this team has to figure out is the direction of this team. I mean, they, they have little hot streaks. At some point, they're either going to try to win or they're going to start playing younger guys. And I don't think they're there yet, and I don't think they should be there yet. I think they got to figure out where they're at, and, and I think he's where he's supposed to be right now. Kind of like the Tyson Ross shoulder. No decision to be made yet. Just keep pushing it back. Yep. If you were to make, if you were to, to decide a direction, though, which direction do you think is the right one? Well, I think Hedges is the catcher of the future for this ball club, for this franchise. I think that that you're going to see you're going to see pitchers pitch a little bit better with him catching. Uh, I just think that he is he knows how to handle a game all the way around. I mean, the, I have some of the numbers here. It's the Padres are. Second worst in all of baseball for stolen base percentage. Opposing teams are 11 for 13 running against them. Uh, Derek Norris, the bat's waking up, so he's doing what he's on this lineup to earn this roster to do. Uh, but pitch framing, he's again below average from the guys who keep those kind of statistics. Uh, Bethencourt, as we heard last night, still learning guys. Uh, meanwhile, El Paso, third in the PCL and uh, caught stealing. I mean, it's, it, it's really pushing the issue here. What you can't have happen is have Austin Hedges come up and hit 200 again. Right. You can't have that. So or you, sit. Or sit. And, and I think that's what's going to happen if he sits. He needs to play regularly, and you want him to be completely ready. And, and there's no rush. Mm -hmm. There's really no rush. I mean, I, I don't disagree with any of the stats you're throwing, and I think half of that's at least on the pitchers. Uh, you know, Colin Ray, some of these guys aren't holding guys. Tyson's never held guys, even mm -hmm. though he's only pitched one game. Uh, the pitcher's got to do a little better job. Uh, Mickey Koch, I guess uh, he thinks you're so cute, he keeps tweeting in. Uh, he wants to know, the bigger question is what happens to Bethencourt? If Norris is someone who gets traded, does Bethencourt stay a Hedges backup? Does he become the number one guy? How does that? Well, I think Bethencourt is fine as a backup. I mean, Because he's not, young, too. It's right. not like he's uh, out to pasture anytime soon. He did not soon. have a good game last night. No question about it. But I think that He's, he's perfectly suited to be the backup. 
I, I wouldn't totally say he's a backup catcher. I think uh, you look at some of his minor league numbers, he's got some decent offensive numbers. We know this, the catching tools are there. I, I think this is why A.J. took a chance on this guy. He's still young. He's still got skills. Find out if he could be something, and maybe you have a real asset. I mean, we know how in-demand good catching is. It, I, I don't know how he gets that playing time at this level to prove it, but – it has it's, to be once the team decides it's, this is future time. It, it's Let's possibly there. And, I mean, if you can develop, develop an asset, that's what the season's all about. All right. Well, uh, we're going to head to break here, but not before we have this tweet in on hashtag PadresSH from Mark uh, Konishi, I think. That's an I at the end of his name. Sorry if I butchered it, Mark. But he has a, a screenshot of the Paul Dixon, the Dixon Baseball Dictionary, defining batting around as when each of the nine batters in a lineup has made a plate appearance. So... He's with us, Bill, and I think he's on the right side of history. Yeah, whatever the Dixon baseball does. It's get, the third get, edition, so it must wow, be somewhat wow. good to keep printing it. Get right? Agler on the phone, Blooper. Agler's here tomorrow, tomorrow, so maybe we'll make this a three-day event. Uh, oh, no. With Bill, so Bill gets to talk about it again. That'd be great, yeah. Uh, also tomorrow, this Tyson Ross t-shirt giveaway. It's Tyson's birthday today, but our gift to you as fans, and Blooper is modeling it today. Look at how good it looks on him. These will be given out tomorrow because Saturdays at Petco Park this year are all fan giveaways. So tomorrow, catch the Padres and the Cardinals at 540 and get the free Tyson Ross jersey t-shirt presented by Mission Federal Credit Union. All jersey and hoodie giveaways this year are available in a variety of sizes for adults and children. Tickets at Padres.com slash BNISD. Padres Social Hour rolls on right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Right here in the AMR studio, it's Padres Social Hour, getting you ready for that 740 first pitch between the Padres and the visiting Cardinals. Let's talk about those Cardinals uh, a little bit. They're in town, the only time the Padres will see them at Petco Park this year, and uh, Eric Lalana at SD Art House on Twitter using hashtag PadresSH, talking about Hedges before, he says uh, Yadier Molina didn't have the bat when he started with the Cardinals, right. give Hedges the job now, but we are seeing other people like uh, Calm Down Darren saying he believes Hedges needs to develop more last season too inconsistent, so there's track records for doing this both ways. Well, to me the most important thing with any catcher is the ability to run the game, handle the The ability snap. to catch. Right. Yeah. That takes precedent over offense. Now, if you can get a great offensive catcher to go with a great defensive catcher, then you've got a Hall of Famer, Johnny Bench. Yeah. But I put precedent over on, on the catching level over offense. Remember when a shortstop and catcher, you could just punt them offensively, right. and it was Absolutely. just as long as you played good defense, that's Absolutely. all that matters? Yeah. People love the runs too much. Love the runs. All right, let's talk about the, uh, the pitching matchup now, and it's brought to us by Water and Sports Physical Therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. It's a couple of uh, marquee names. This is some, uh, some good marquee billing between Andrew Kashner and Adam Wainwright, even if the numbers this year don't really bear it out for either one. Wainwright's still coming back, maybe trying to find his rhythm from injury. Andrew Kashner had one of his best starts we've seen in a very long time, his last time out after a couple of rough ones uh, early on. But they're both still looking for their first win of the year. Uh, so now in this pitching matchup, I'm going to also put you guys on the Cholula hot seat at the same time. Who has the advantage tonight? Well, I think Kashner has the advantage just because Wainwright has not, like you said, coming back off. He has not found it, and he has really struggled in his first starts this year. 
he has not been sharp at all. Yeah. So you give it to Kashner? Right now, or yes. To the Padres, right. yeah. Yeah, you have to give it to Kashner. I mean, he had a good start. I like that he slowed it down when he got into some situations, kind of really focused where maybe he uh, has let that go in the past. And you read some of the stats, scans, uh, pitching matchups on the Friar Wire about what Wainwright's going through. There was an article on ESPN just – Batters are hitting like 700 off his first pitch. It's unbelievable, and he's just—he's not controlling—he's not controlling the fastball. He's not getting strikes with his curveball. He's really in a bad place, and those are major, major injuries. I mean, he's had Tommy John and a blowout Achilles. I mean, that's as rough an injury as you can have. Yeah, for any position, but especially when you right. require your lower body so much as you do yep. as a pitcher. And yeah, 706—that's the batting average against on first pitches against Wainwright this year. Do you think they have that scouting report? Uh, I don't know. I, an Andy Green's 300-page binder. I'm not sure if that one uh, fit in there. Uh, we talked about it just in general a couple weeks ago. Not a couple weeks ago. The season's only a couple weeks long, but. Swing early, Padres. It worked, and if you have this guy with that kind of a number coming at you, why not jump on early? Forget the walks. Forget working the count. Right. Attack. Right. Um, so that's the way to do it. All right, that was the pitching matchup, and brought to us again by Water and Sports Physical Therapy, San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. But, I mean, Cashner, this is a guy that what – what did you like most out of his last start, which was amazing, because I know what it was for me. It was brushing the guys off the plate, keeping them a little bit, you know, happy feet. That's what I loved seeing was him using his arsenal to make them uncomfortable. What did you like most as we continue on the Cholula hot seat that he did last time that you hope he does tonight? That he was pitching off of his fastball. That he was, everything was, he was aggressive. He went out there. He was the hunter and not trying to cute it at the end and getting an out off of his curve. He was very aggressive, and I like that. I like Andrew Kashner when he's going after people. I, I Like I mentioned before, I like that he kind of really focused when he got into some jams. I think that's uh, kind of the book on him, get some runners on, maybe score a run. If something in the defense behind him falters, uh, things don't go well for him after that. I like slow it down, really focus, use your tools. I mean, the guy has got so much talent. Like He's just got to put it all together, and I think that's kind of the process to get there. Right, I mean, he's got that 96, 97-mile-an-hour stuff. Use it. Use it in more ways than one. Yep. Uh, quick update on our Twitter poll that's going on at my handle at Mike Janella on hashtag PadresSH. If you had your life on the line, to which starting pitcher would you give the ball? And uh, Clayton Kershaw's lead is diminishing. He's at 33% of the vote right now with Madison Bumgarner closing in fast at 31. Jake Arrieta at 28%. And then the rest of the field at only 8%. We have a, a King Felix uh, fan trying to find who it was on Twitter. Uh, lost him. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, so some people may be liking King Felix too. So we'll see how that. How All that good goes. options. Yeah, not, not bad options. Uh, that was the Cholula hot seat. A couple different questions there in the hot seat. You guys handled yourselves very well. Must be, the, must be the good khaki pants. Uh, uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We come back, we're going to take a look at tonight's lineups as people are getting ready out at Beer Fest for first pitch. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. All right, let's talk some baseball for tonight, heading out to our lineup soon. Uh, but first, I, want, I found it. It was uh, at Left Coast Bias on Twitter who had King Felix. He was on Team Felix for the uh, who would you want pitching for your life uh, debate that we were having. So, got you, man. Thanks for chiming in on hashtag PadresSH. All right, let's go to the lineup, and it's presented by United. 
And for the Padres, here's who they're trotting out. It's John Jay starting in center field. Will Myers at first. Matt Kemp in right field. Melvin Upton Jr. clean up in left. That's been the top four now for a few games in a row. Derek Norris is back catching batting fifth. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Jamal Weeks playing second base, hitting seventh. Adam Rosales third base at eight. And then Andrew Kashner pitching and batting ninth. I'll... Before, oh no, you want to do supercuts now? Yeah, let's do supercuts now. Let's do the head to head challenge. And yesterday it was uh, Will Myers was the pick for the couch, and Matt Kemp was the pick for blooper. And uh, Kemp went 0 for 3, so that's not going to win you many supercuts head to head challenges. Uh, Will Myers didn't have a great night either, but he did get his hit 1 for 4. So blooper's two game winning streak. Snapped, the couch is back ahead 4-3, to three, and now we are back at it. So the first pick goes back to Blooper tonight. So Blooper, from that Padres lineup, who you got? I'm going to go with Andrew Kashner. All right. All right. Good pick. He's hoping that uh, last start carries over. Fair enough. Gracie, over to you. Uh, one of the many things that has delighted me about Andy Green is him batting Will Myers second. I'm a big fan of that, so I'm going to go with Will Myers. Will Myers has been picked more than any other player so far this year. This is his fifth time that he's been picked uh, in the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. So we'll see. How does no one pick John Jay, who let's talk about him too, against his former team here. I think so far at least the Padres have definitely gotten the better end of that deal. Jerko's right. really struggling, would you say? One eight, well, Judd's uh, 185, and he's not starting. Yeah, right he's not yet. in the lineup for the Cardinals right. tonight, so you won't even see him. And John uh, John had a really bad string where he, I mean, 18 uh, at-bats without a hit, but he's now picked it back up, and he's getting on base. I like him in the leadoff spot. I like him in center. He's not your prototypical great center fielder. Or a leadoff guy, right. for that matter. Well, I think at leadoff, I think the on-base percentage, I think everything plays well there. Okay, I think so. he could be a little bit faster. But well, I, I yeah. like getting him on base. Yeah. But he's got a strong on base. I, I mean, if you get on base, you don't necessarily need to be the fastest guy in the world, just as long as you get on base. I kind of feel bad for him. He was 1 for 19, 0 for 18, that slump right. that he had. Then he had that day off when they first got back here from the road trip. Now he's 7 for his last 12, two walks on top of that, right. and he still hasn't scored since April 10th. He's doing his job. He's getting right. on base, just hasn't come around. But uh, how do you not pick him or Melvin Upton Jr., either one of you guys? He's got hits in 10 of his last 13. What do you What do you guys think? I have I have a. Weird I like Will Myers and no, I like Cashner. I, I, I have a weird affection for Will Myers. I don't know. It's just a. It's I, I just I don't know if let, I've ever let, been. Let's I've, not I've, get into that. that I don't know if I've ever been so awkward. excited for a trade when we got him, and I just love watching him play and the way he plays baseball. So, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. I can't Quickly, help who it. would you have picked if you were in the picking seat tonight, Bill? I think I would have either gone for Jay or uh, Upton. I think I think Melvin Upton Jr. The first two weeks, three weeks of this season is playing as well as I've seen him play. The fact he hasn't been chosen yet in this contest is just, it makes no sense to me. But you guys make the picks, so I'm just the judge and the jury. Uh, that's the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up. This is Padre Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Getting ready to wrap things up for today here in the AMR studio before Padres and Cardinals and Beer Fest is filling up. 
as people get ready to enjoy uh, that Friday happy hour window before first pitch. Uh, at 760, Mike just tweeted at me, uh, Mike Janella, you must be a wine guy. I don't know anyone that doesn't like IPAs, which I mentioned earlier in the show. There are a, a thousands of other different types of beers. You don't have to like the IPAs. I'm a, I'm a Hefeweizen kind of guy. I like my wheat beers, my blondes, that kind of stuff. I got your back, man. It's not IPAs. I won't let anybody come at you like that. All right. I do like wine, too, though. Can't go wrong with that. There you go. Um, all right. I wanted to ask you guys. So uh, Chris Colabello today came out the news the Toronto Blue Jays' first baseman suspended 80 days without pay for taking an anabolic steroid. And in his statement, he goes, I, I, don't, I have no idea how it entered my body. I have no clue what happened. Do either of you buy that? No. Absolutely not, right? No, because even if it's something that you've taken that's a prescription drug or whatever, you know what's in your body. Nobody doesn't know any. Especially at this level, right? right. The majors, you Absolutely. know every single everything. thing. You're eating, drinking, And they taking. tell you. They tell you where you can get into trouble. The clubs tell you if there's any question. No, not buying it. 80 days. See ya. Do you have any innocent until proven guilty in you, Gracie? Nope. Because I'm with Bill here. No, it's anabolic stairs. I mean, come on. Yeah. In Got fact, it. he should get another 20 days for saying something that stupid. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Bill's back tomorrow, so we can continue this discussion. It's a 4 o'clock game, or 4 o'clock show, sorry. And Jesse Agler makes his return to the AMR studio. We'll see if we have a seat safe for him. I think we can find some space. Thank you, Gracie. Thank you, Bill. Blooper, great job today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.